Alright everyone, another episode of the Middle Illini Softball Podcast, and this one of course a, a little unique, I don't really have to uh, fend off um, any questions of bias or anything, getting talk um, about the team that I'll be covering all year, and my alma mater of course in the Metamora Redbirds, 3A number 3. Um, I, I honestly don't know off the top of my head. I probably could look that up at some point, but uh, how or the last time they were preseason ranked that high, I'm sure that 2010 team that went 39-1 and would be right up there, but I don't know how long ago they've been doing the polls. I know the ICA's been around for a while, but a little while, but I'm not quite sure when uh, the rankings started. But nonetheless, um, preseason rank or preseason expectations are either really high Um they got a number of players um, not back um, from last year's team, but the kicker, um, as seems to be the theme um, with the teams that are supposed to be the best in the Middle Illini Conference, is that they have just enough back, I think. Um, both pitchers, Sidney Trentman, Nora Johnson, are back. Um, starting catcher from last year, Maddie Mooney, is back. Um, Cadence Till, the All-American shortstop, is back. And then Katie Ramage, the All-Conference center fielder, is back as well. You'll actually hear from Katie and Coach Linder here in a little bit. And this also kind of doubles um, as a bit of a pregame show, an extended pregame show, um, to our broadcast tomorrow. Um, so just a heads up, if you're planning on listening to the um, call of the Pontiac game on Wednesday, you probably should not listen to this episode just because a lot of it's going to be redundant, not just setting the game up or setting these interviews up, um, but you'll just be hearing a lot of repeated stuff. Um, but I will get into a little bit of specifics um, about Pontiac with Coach Linder, um, kind of talking about how to prepare for them. Metamore actually has not won in Pontiac since March of 2015. Um, so that's a potential uh, monkey off the back uh, if Metamore can try and get it done tomorrow. Um, Pontiac, of course, defending uh, fourth place in Class 2A, nearly beat Rockridge in the semifinal, which, of course, the Rockets are now four wins away from the all-time uh, tying, four wins from tying, five wins from getting uh, the all-time single-season or multi-season win streak record, um, which I believe is currently at 65. Uh, so... Good luck to the Rockets on that, of course, but um, focusing more on Metamore this time around. Uh, part of a three-way conference title uh, from a year ago, uh, Metamora, East Peoria, Washington, all 12-2. and two. Uh, Metamora, East Peoria, Washington, all 20 win seasons. Um, and as, as much as we talk about this conference being a dog-eat-dog conference, um, Pekin was the only team, only other team over 500 um, by virtue of overall record. Um, and not to cross over to basketball, but my coverage with ICC, uh, their men's basketball team, their region tournament, the two seed through the seven seed were separated by two games. And other than, I think it was Danville area led the region. Everybody else had these really underwhelming looking records, but that's because everybody was beaten up on everybody in league play night in, night out. And that's almost exactly what you're looking at um, with the Middle Illini Conference because, like I said, East or in this order, Metamore, East Peoria, Washington, Pekin 
the four best overall records in the conference, 29 and 6, 27 7, 23 and 8, 13 and 12. So that's just kind of the nature of the beast and Metamora, I think you could say, has extremely high expectations, not just because of the preseason ranking. Um, but I, I think there's definitely a goal of playing at Louisville Slugger at the end of the year. Um, they have, and I'll, I'll dabble in this a little bit with Coach Linder, but let's see if I got the right math. Yep, uh, 16 games versus opponents that are either ranked or receiving votes in the preseason ICA poll. You do the math, that equates out to nearly 40% of the schedule. So it, it doesn't get easy uh, right out of the gate with Pontiac. Um, big date to look forward to um, towards the end of the month, actually roughly two weeks from recording this. Uh, 4A number 8 Huntley, a typical hot contender for a 4A finalist spot. They come to Metamora March the 27th for a 1 and 230 doubleheader. Um, so there's other more notable non or just as notable non conference matchups like 4A number 16 Loyola Academy that will come into town as well. Um, so it's, like I said, it's a loaded schedule. Um, but that, that's the thing is I think they're you know they lose a lot in a sense um, especially uh, the bat of Caleb Pace or the defensive aid of Kylie Hyde not having those two um, especially out of the gate uh, will be interesting to see how Metamora develops to that um, what kind of lineup Coach Linder throws out when you relied on those two at those positions for so long at those spots at the batting order that's the beauty of the preseason got to figure it out at some point um, and I'm anxious to share um, our interviews. It'll be kind of segmented a little more than previous episodes. We'll talk to Coach Linder, brief break, talk to Katie Ramage, because those were how how things kind of ordered out um, when I recorded them a couple of days ago at practice. So without further ado, let's cut into those interviews. Coach Head Coach Derek Linder, 18th season, by the way, coming up for Coach, 341 career wins. Um, so Coach and then Katie after that. start with coach talking about um the result of the Lamont game and you I mean you could look at so many intangibles the one nothing score the one maybe slightly mislocated pitch the who we had do up in the next half inning had we gotten one more shot at it kind of kind of talk about being that close but also making sure you're turning the page and not being so worried about what happened then you know it's just a learning opportunity for us it's just like our boys basketball team you know took a learning opportunity from last year and, and turned it into a state championship you know, whenever we know that, that there's something that we could do better and we get exposed, you know, then uh, we need to go back out and get those things fixed. We hope we've got some hitters for Sydney and Nora. They shouldn't lose a one nothing game, especially as well as those two pitched all year last year. And they've even pitched better this year. So we're hoping that we can get those runs that they need to be able to win that game. And, and kind of talk about the importance of having the pitching that you have back because Sid and Nora were both either on the doorstep or actually were uh, finishing with the sub-2 ERA. Kind of talk about how important it is to have that quality of pitching at your one spot, two spot, whatever it may end up being, but still to have those two both back this year I'm sure definitely makes a difference. Yeah, Sid uh, right now is pitching better than I've ever seen her pitch. She's got good velocity. She's got great movement. And the nice thing about her is she never gets rattled. She's just so even-keeled. Uh, you know, Nora is, is a kid that's that's working hard, and she really, really works uh, at, her, at her craft. And she's coming, and she's throwing better, and I've ever seen her throw, too. 
And, uh, you know, to be able to have two of those every day to walk out, um, you know, is, is really an advantage. And it gets you those high wind seasons, and that's what we're hoping for. How do you kind of handle the expectations from a coaching perspective? Because I don't, I don't want to harp so much on the Lamont game, but looking at the preseason number three ranking and like, how do you make sure that you want to kind of preach maybe to a degree that we want to show up like we deserve that number three ranking, but we also don't want to, you know, number three, number three, number three, and just worry about the next game ahead. How do you, how do you balance that from a coaching, from a teaching perspective? Well, you know, that's what we put it on our shirts this year, prove it. And, um, you know, we got to prove where we're at. You know, that team last year was really what has us as ranked number three, but we feel like we've got the kids to be able to be up there again this year. We know we've got the pitching, but you got to prove it. you got to, you know, earn everything. And I think that that's the wonderful thing about sports and, and uh, especially softball is that you earn what you get. And I don't think that's something that a lot of kids get in life is, is to have to earn things. And, um you know, I think that they can they can live up to those expectations. Anytime you got a two D one kids on your team, and a couple other scholarship kids, you know, I think I think that the, they deserve that ranking. And and uh, now it's time for them to prove that they they can live up to it. Well, and the thing I mentioned with Katie is they have plenty of opportunities to prove it. Just looking at the schedule that you've been able to build this year. And I, I think the ratio is somewhere like half, if not more, of the non-conference games are against preseason ICA-ranked opponents. Kind of talk about how important it is to maybe not just get that quality of opponent, but using that quality of an opponent to test yourself going into the conference season. It's dog-eat-dog dog eat dog night after night. Yeah, when you've uh, got expectations, high expectations on you, all of a sudden everybody starts calling wanting games. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what happened. A lot of teams started calling wanting games. And, you know, I think if you go back through the 18 years we've been here, we've never turned down, you know, tough games. We've started off with, you know, your Olympias and others, Normal West. There have always been really good teams. And I think we just added a few more. And so, you know, we're excited to see where we're at. Um, you know, there's there's a little bit of a, a mix there where you want some games that you can settle back and play some kids and get some confidence. But there's also those other games that you got to see that good pitching to be able to take advantage of it late in the year. And obviously, we, we do want to ask a couple more uh, Pontiac semi-centric questions just because this is also going to air um, on the pregame show for Wednesday if Wednesday does come around. But um, obviously, they're a really good team, a team that was right there with Rockridge, kind of like we were right there with Lamont. They were right there potentially beating Rockridge. I think they were tied into the last couple innings. And a good chunk of that team is back. They got a younger Kraus in the circle, which, you know, that name in the circle – usually ends up being a tough challenge uh, but kind of talk about um, what leaps off at least on paper at least to this initial stage of prep that you might have done to this point well you know you just gotta you gotta beat uh, Lena Krause and, and that's gonna be the key and she's gonna throw well and she's gonna throw hard you know it's gonna be a tough one to come out with but you know they they deserve to be right there with Rock Ridge and you know you've got two good pitchers there in that game that um, you know that's that's why they've had so much success and, uh, you know, we'd like to see Pontiac do well at the end of the year. We'd love to see Nicole do well. And, um, you know, we're just going to have to prepare for that, that tough pitcher. When you look at their season stats, they don't seem to do it with power. They seem to do it kind of in a smaller degree. Obviously, power will come as it goes. But kind of talk about when you look at a team that maybe the power numbers aren't like – bulging out at you when you look at the stat sheet that what when you look at a team like that how you beat a team that presents itself as such 
that's why you play them first is because they're well coached and and you know when you have a weakness or you need to teach a lesson they're gonna embarrass you you know there was two years ago i think that they threw us out twice round and second base our kids taking you know a jog around second base after an out at first and you know those are little things that we got to get better at and um you know pontiac that's why we play him early is because they're going to take advantage of those and the other one is jay kraus does a great job of calling pitches and uh so you know we're going to be able to see how people are wanting to pitch us and, and what they're seeing as our weakness and we'll know our weakness when we walk out of there too you can come hunt me down if i end up jinxing uh by asking this question but Pontiac a series that hasn't treated us so kindly you talk about the op- the opportunity to maybe upend that I think it's been since like 15 or something like that since we were able to get the edge against them kind of talk about maybe what proves to be such a challenge you talk about the capitalizing on mistakes but um, what makes it such a tough out year in year out in terms of trying to get past them eventually well they've got they've had a lot of talent the last few years and their talent's been playing all winter you know our kids um we've got talented kids but we've also got a lot of three sport athletes so sometimes we're a little slower out of the gate um you know it doesn't really matter i mean we got beat by pontiac last year and had a heck of a year so you know win or lose that first game i don't care what i want to see is i want to see you know our kids compete and i want to see what our weaknesses are and that's why we play pontiac and as long as no players get out of the game with frostbite, I think that's <laughs> that's a um, good start. But uh, the one thing I do want to ask you, I, when I do my ICC broadcast, I always like to ask Coach Redeker a fun question. But uh, the kind of, I guess, fun question, if you can call it that with you, is I know you're a football coach, so you're kind of primed to this type of weather. Do, are you kind of semi-comfortable with this type of weather, or it's still kind of that brain of, I'm coaching softball, it should be better out? How, how do you kind of approach uh, coaching in such cold weather? I don't think it's any fun, um, but it, it's a necessity in, in Illinois, and you're going to have to play when it's, you know, 44, 45 and a little bit of wind. Um, but there's the other part of it is these kids got $450 bats, and you don't want that to, you know, break because we're out in the cold weather or anything else. So there's just a lot of little little nuances of it, but there's not much you can do. you got to play when you can play. And uh, the good part of it is usually we're in the 50s and the 60s through most of April. And so I guess you just keep thinking about in a couple of weeks it's going to be just beautiful again. And that's that's how you do it. Windy in 30 or sunny in 90? It seems like there's never quite um, a middle ground there. Last question before I let you go. Um, the anticipation to finally hit the field, I guess, hopefully now on Wednesday against Pontiac or even uh, on the 25th in the try with Olympia and Lincoln back at home. Uh, kind of talk about year after year how I'm sure for you it never gets old to hit that field for the first time. Yeah, we've done a lot of work to that field. We've got the red dirt on it, and uh, we're going to have to go out next week and uh, get the uh, stuff put up on it, the fencing and everything else. But, uh, you know, we like to play at home. We've got great crowd that comes at home. And, um, you know, we're always looking forward to that home opener. But, uh, you know, it's a lot more fun, too, when you're good and you're playing at the end of the year you know, against the East Peoria, Washington late in the year, and those big crowds come and, and you're ready to go. Didn't quite do us a good trick having Washington on April 1st or 4th or whatever it was, but sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. All right, Coach, thanks for the time. So I want to 
start with the motivation from last year. And I, I, obviously, I've known you long enough. I know how much of a competitor you are. But when I see that picture from the Super last year where you see that ball in behind the windscreen over the fence from last, does that kind of moment sit in your mind in terms of wanting to get, be fired up ready for this year? Absolutely, especially since in that run in postseason, I wasn't able to play both sides of the ball. Um, not being able to make that catch and contribute to that side of the field really affected me. And absolutely is that motiva- motivation, not only for myself, but for the team, you know, because a 1-0 game, I mean, those are tough, especially on a home run in the second inning. And, and I, the one thing I like is you've kind of seen firsthand, whether it be on the field or as a spectator, within the last school year even, how, how it feels to get that close with boys basketball, how it feels to win it. So I, I, I'm sure that just kind of gets that hunger maybe even a little more so than it already was, having seen what it's like to finally get to that point. And I'm sure that's another motivating factor going into this year, right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. The run we had last year, you know, was amazing. Every second of it, you know, myself and the team enjoyed. And we just want to have that same exciting, exhilarating feeling and just make an even deeper run in the postseason and prove ourselves this year. Well, you sure will have the opportunity to prove yourself with the schedule that's been set up for you. Um, Obviously, you know, in theory, the wins and losses don't matter until late May. Um, But kind of talk about how important it is to kind of stack that schedule to kind of showcase yourselves or at worst, at least better yourselves going into postseason. Absolutely. Well, I feel like Coach Linder did a good job with the schedule this year personally because we have a whole different team as well. I mean, you got to look, we had five seniors and I'm the only returning outfielder, so it's a whole different infield and outfield and as well hitting lineup. So you got to get girls comfortable and get those um, high-intensity games in before you reach postseason to be successful. And obviously no rest for the weary starting with Pontiac. Kind of talk about um, the how you kind of balance. It's not exactly going to be good weather, I think, even playing it Wednesday instead of Tuesday, but it's still a really important game. How do you balance that just mentally, but I guess also physically in terms of making sure you're still in game condition considering it's not exactly softball weather yet? I mean, nobody truly likes playing in the cold, but mentally you have to be prepared more than physically, and you have to – go with the punches and really be ready to bring your best no matter what the weather holds. The the one thing that's obviously out in the open, the elephant in the room, if you will, is the preseason ranking being as high as it is. How do you handle those expectations as a player? Do you just kind of flush them or do you relish them and take that as an opportunity to prove yourself? How do you, how do you look at that? Well, I absolutely see it as a chance for us to prove ourselves. You know, new roster and everything, we have to come out and prove that we deserve that ranking and not just, you know, pace our way through the schedule. I mean, we have to come out every game attacking each competitor and just bring our best. All right, Katie, thanks for the time.